Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor.fm. What is happening, everybody? We are here for another episode of the League in Kentucky. Vinny Hardy, Terry TV Brown. What's happening, TV? What? What are we here for? Did you say believe in Kentucky? Did I really? Oh Lord! Oh, I have to edit that out. I have to edit that out. Lord have mercy. Cast talk Wednesday. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh good. But I'm pulling. I'm. That's right. I'm pulling a Matt Jones when he when he gives the KSR number on the pregame show or postgame show and be messing up the phone numbers. I just I just really did that. Uh Cats Talk Wednesday, folks. Well, apologies. It's it's a lot to keep uh, track of, but man, doing good. Uh, the NBA playoffs are here. Ooh. It looks like Kentucky's men's basketball roster is rounding into completion. So a lot of stuff to cover, and, and if we're gonna talk about the NBA, we gotta talk about what we gotta talk about now. Yeah, um, let's, we can go. Well, you go, know, former Laker Kwame Brown, and go there. Your Lakers tonight playing the Warriors. So that's you know, well, yeah, we can we can hit the the big stuff first. Matt Barnes has responded to Kwame Brown about an hour ago. What I saw. He basically said, come on, Cletus, come on the show. Uh, you've been riding my jock and getting a lot of followers. You know you're welcome to come on the show. And if we need to box before, doing or after, and then shake hands to get this done, let's do that. So that's, I guess that's the latest. But but I, I don't know about all that, though. Because what Gilbert Arenas is saying, Kwame Brown is that dude. Him and his brother fighting uh, three bouncers at some club. Look, so I think everybody has seen it uh, on the on the all the smoke or uh, uh, what is it up in smoke? Yeah, what I'll... is it all the smoke? Uh, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes. It's a good podcast, right? They've had some good guests, some oh, good yeah. conversation. But they had Gilbert Arenas on, and Gilbert Arenas. Like, I, I'm surprised nobody has really slapped him silly just on the stuff we know about. 
like Gilbert is always one step too far, right? You know, you're laughing, you're joking with your friends, and somebody always takes it too far. It's always Gilbert Arenas, right? Yeah. So they decide that they're going to have some fun with Kwame Brown. Now, look, Kwame Brown, and I didn't realize for the life of me, I didn't realize he was that, he's close to our age. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was he was drafted. Yeah, he was drafted in two thousand or two thousand one. He's thirty nine. I like. I don't know why I thought there was a gap. I I don't know. Anyway, he gets drafted, and it doesn't work out. And so for twenty years, he's been the butt of jokes. He has been the focus of Michael Jordan's run with the Wizards. Uh, Joel Anderson of Slate did a great podcast. Uh, I want to believe in the fall, it might have been in this winter, called The Last Last Dance. And it was Jordan. Long story short, Jordan was even more of a bully in Washington, but nobody was here for it. Like, for it, like, you know, it just work for a lot of reasons. Not winning like, being the top of the list. Yes, absolutely. Can't pull, can't pull that when you ain't winning. Right. And by that time, Golden broke down. Right. He he got away with saying what he well, because he can go get you 50. Yeah. But he, he wasn't doing that in Washington. Right. Yeah. He the old lion now about to get pushed out the pride. Right. And and that because Stackhouse is thinking, oh, Jordan's gonna come and help me get to where I need to go. But Jordan's like, no, I'm still running the show. And Stack's like, no, man, like you 40. So here comes Kwame Brown. 18, 19 year old kid that just and look, you and I talked about when we looked at uh, the last dance and we've talked about Michael Jordan, he's a bully, right? I mean, I don't think you can debate whether or not he was a bully. Was his method effective? Yeah, but he's a bully. That was the worst place for Kwame Brown to go. Number one is the Wizards. And the Wizards haven't shown any. Uh, I will say, come <laughs> right. Since my man was on sale, right. Don't want to lose you. Still there. Oh, might be a little dead spot. TB is in route. So it might be a little bit. Something like that. We, we had to. There he comes. There you are. Uh-oh. Still a little bit glitchy. Still a little bit glitchy. Uh-oh. 
Got you. Last thing you said was Kwame being 18. Still there, T. Yeah, we coming in hot. Kicking it from Jordan. But being the butt of the jokes on all the smoke. And, you know, he's 39 and he's not going to have it. He came back and brought his own smoke. So that's been the whole. That's been the latest big drama episode, big back and forth, big social media beef. Sound like you look clear now. Okay. I got some bars now. <laughs> so, Brown. I didn't realize this, but his whole life was difficult. Dad in prison for some, for, I think, murder, a brother in prison for murder, another one in there for drugs. Like, he's been through it. And Yeah, he just so he's just yeah yeah he ain't having it <laughs> and you know he came out and I you know it, it the when I first clips it was like when Tupac came out we hit him up <laughs> and you're just like okay I don't know the accuracy of what he's saying. I, I don't know Tino XL and, and and this person, that person. But he had and, and and Kwame Brown, he said He's, he just let it rip. You know, he just just not going to take it anymore. Like you say, he's 39. People don't realize it. People still think 2001 passive rookie in over his head in the league and that's that's not the case anymore. Do we lose you? Can't get TV back because he is feeling his Kwame Brown. Cats talk Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. VH and TV in here, TV in route. And we diving right into the Kwame Brown where he just said, I'm not going to take it no more. He said, I'm a grown man and, and I'm tired of it. And I get it. Yeah. <laughs> because he started on those three, then he started with Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> and, and then he got, he got you know, because people have been making a point about him. And he finally said his piece. And mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, he had a 12-year NBA career, which mm-hmm. which which isn't 
you know, and it was okay, but that's that's winning, right? That's not a bust. Mm-hmm. You know, he the first thing he said was, "I put my mama on a golf course." Yeah. And after that, everything is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think, uh, you know, and, and, and sometimes we, we, we let certain names become punchlines and without really focusing, that's a human being, right? Exactly. And so I think good for Kwame Brown. Like, again, I don't agree with every single thing he said. Some of his stuff he said was wild out of pocket. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he, he's from the southern part of Georgia. He, he's going to say what he's got to say. And I get it. I get it. So good for him. Uh, you know, it's stirring up some, some, some controversy, but I'm glad that Matt Barnes and uh, and, and Stephen Jackson are are coming back because they kind of they kind of punked out a little bit initially. <laughs> yeah, they they say they want all the smoke, but they didn't want this smoke mm-hmm. because Gilbert Arenas was the dude saying, "Look, look, look, man." I'm going to tell you what I know about Kwame Brown. And he ain't the dude. Like, whatever y'all are thinking, this is what I see him do. And I don't know if that story is true, all the stuff he's saying about Kwame Brown, but Steven Jackson is at the top of my list of dudes that are about that in the Uh, NBA. No. You got Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason. You know, there's just dudes that you're like, okay, they stay ready. I know Kwame Brown, something had to be true because Steven Jackson came out and he was like, well, you know, let's let's let cooler heads prevail here. (laughs) Steven Jackson being the voice of reason. (laughs) And, And Steven Jackson, when they did the uh, oral history of the mouse at the palace on the old Grantland site off ESPN. His quote was, he didn't know what was going on. He just saw some people fighting and knew he had to jump in. That was yeah. it. He didn't know what had happened. He didn't know about the cup. and our t- He just saw people swinging. He's like, I'm going to go. Yeah, I still, that's still... Excuse me. That still changed my perception to Ron Artest, though, because, you know, you from you from New York. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And, you know, you're from the part of New York where he's from, and he saw somebody die on the court and all this. The dude hit you with a cup. I get it. But Ben Wallace chopped you in your throat 
and that's what made you go to the scores table. You should have your issue should have been with Ben Wallace, but you didn't want none of Ben. And thus, you know, everything else ensued. That same energy <laughs> as you went after the dude that threw the cup. Yeah, that's me on our test. Because if, if I mean, look, Ben Wallace chopped me in my throat after that hard fouling, garbage time, whatever. You know, I might get beat down, but I'm I'm going after Ben. Dude, it threw the cup of water on me. hadn't had nothing to do with Ben chopping me. So that's that's still my th- I still can't get over our test. Just our test punked out. That's why he went late on the score table. I mean, that's that's a different direction. But I, I mean, we talking about Stephen punking out, Meta punked out. But you know, that's you know, we all. It is what it is, but I still can't get over that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we could we could probably do a whole two hours on that, but mm-hmm. uh, but but Kwame Brown, and then you get into like his YouTube channel, and he's on some wild out there stuff anyway. But this this came from a man who is almost forty, and he's tired of being a punchline, and I get it. I, I get it. You know, he's he's what everybody says they don't want to draft, and I just think he was in a bad situation. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot. You you know, I did it from high school. Number one sub. How long did Ryan Lee play? Because you know he gets that. Uh, I mean, we're talking about Kwame playing 12. How long did Ryan hang around? Well, he, played, a, he played for your Cowboys for a minute, right? Yeah. Chargers, Cowboys. Uh, I have to go up here and look that up. Because he gets that same, you know, and, throw you him know, in there with it. J- and, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. What's the big dude? Steve Entman, the, the offensive lineman. It's just several automatic dudes that, you know, roll off the tongue. You think bust and you just boom. Everybody rolls these names out that are. And it's just, don't even think about it. He's a bust. Okay, well, you got this guy, this guy. Don't even think about him as people. Just think about him as failures. And and, and here's the thing, though. With most of these busts, it's. You have to look at where they're going. So they're going yeah. to a pretty poorly run franchise. Yeah. Like you look at the Clippers and all the top picks they had. Michael Oluwa Candy, Terry <laughs> DeHair. Yeah. Like you can just ram you just can run off all of the uh top picks they had. They didn't do anything because the organization is crazy, right? So and then you've got guys that got injured. I don't hold that against them. Right, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people bring up, of course, Sam Bowie. Like mm-hmm. his leg was done his sophomore year at UK, mm-hmm. and he still carved out a very serviceable NBA career. Yeah, you know, uh, and and all that means is to me, the draft, and we've talked about it a few times, uh, is not an exact science. You know, there were running backs. Smith, there were wide receivers taken ahead of Jerry Rice. 
Like it's not, it's not exact. You know, you can look at guys being drafted four, five, six, seventh round, and you got a lot. You can make a great Hall of Fame class out of those guys. Mm-hmm. That's Tom Brady. That's Shannon Sharp. That's Terrell Davis. Yeah. You know, so all all it is, and it's kind of unfair that uh, guys get that label. You know, but I'm I'm glad he he pushed back a little bit, only because you can make a point about drafting, about player development, without without calling out somebody by name. And as soon as I saw Kwame Brown, I was like, he's just tired of it. No, you know, from from what I think it was Joel Anderson of Slate was saying, like his dad bullied him. He had a rough, rough time growing up, right? And it gets the NBA. He's already 18 with these grown men. And Michael uh-huh. Jordan, you know, for people our age, Michael Jordan was that dude. I mean, no. think, think, think about it. If we had been drafted at the same time, I mean, and you've got the Air Jordan guy, the Space Jam guy, the Gatorade guy, and every day he's dogging you. And every day these other grown men are laughing at you. Go and do what they do because you're not 21. Uh-huh. You're from small city, southern Georgia, right? You're in Washington, D.C. Yeah. I mean, come on. You, you, you see what I'm saying? Like sometimes these guys aren't aren't set up for success. No. Nope. So I, I'm glad. I hope they work it out. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, I I I think it it, it and it goes to show you again. You can make points without naming names. Yo. Nope. I. I, I because, and, and this is one of my frustrations with the Jordan mythology is we just took whatever Jordan said, we just took it, we just, we just ran with it. Whatever he said was gospel. Nope. And then Kwame goes and plays for the Lakers. And you got Kobe, who was not a great teammate at that point. You know what I mean? So where was he supposed to develop? Right. Right. It's not like Julius Randle coming in and playing with Kobe and watching the work ethic. And and, and now we see how Julius's career has, you know, took an uptick. And he attributes a lot of that to Kobe. That's, that's not the situation Kwame entered into. No, and, and, and honestly, uh, still there. Trying to get out of Kwame Brown, like, and it just wasn't this. Yo, yo, for sure, for sure. 
Oh, it might be a little dead spot again. Are you still? Yeah, might be a little dead spot. So yeah, had to had to jump in with the hot current stuff right now. We tried to get Muhammad Ahmad as a guest right at six o'clock, but he wasn't able to hop on. He used to be at the Kentucky Colonel. He's out in Montana now. Uh, but he'll have to get rescheduled. He has some stuff coming up. Uh, there you are. We got you coming back in now. Is that uh there you go. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna pull over for a little bit. I found a good spot. I'm just gonna park here for a little bit and get this get this knocked out. But uh I had started with the Kwame Brown stuff, which I think segues into the NBA. Uh, I like this playoff. To be honest with you, the play in. I mm-hmm. like it. I hope we got some. I think we have better games tonight, too, than we did last night. Yeah, you know, uh, the it, it, it's it's big. When you're a Lakers fan, it, it's like being a kid. Yep. Where on Selection Sunday, it's not if you get in, mm-hmm. it's where you get to go, right? For the most part. I know we got some. I know we got some. Some. Yeah. We didn't get in this year, but my point is, actually watching the standings, right? I was actually trying to uh, see where the Lakers were going to go, and I, I know they're the seven seed, and I I don't believe that. Uh, I, I think your your Rockets is a six seed or the lowest seed to win a championship. Yo, but and this isn't just me saying as Lakers fan. There's a lot of teams playing musical chairs, <laughs> trying to avoid the Lakers. Yo, from uh, you've got whatever the Clippers are doing <laughs> to you know it, it's just okay <laughs> uh, to 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 what. Uh, the, the Nuggets are doing. Everybody's <laughs> trying to get away from the Lakers <laughs> because they know if if LeBron is at 80% and if AD is at 90%, <laughs> and, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you look at the Western Conference, you've got the Jazz at one and the Suns at two. And nobody is talking about either one of those teams getting to the finals. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, if the Suns play the Lakers, uh, you know, I think the Lakers will be favored. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's pretty much what I said to you when, when LeBron got hurt and AD was out. I was like, the Lakers just need to get to the playoffs. Right. You sure did. Just tread water. <laughs> You know, you get to the playoffs. Uh, AD looked like AD the last couple. LeBron is coming back, and and the thing is, all these teams moving around. You honestly want to get the Lakers early because if you can get the Lakers early and get up two zero in a series, that's game pressure, right? Because they're mm-hmm. still trying to figure everything out. Yep. Where I push back because people are like, oh, this is just like uh, when you look at the Nets. 
and their big three that have only played together like seven games. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the same. It's not the same, and I'll tell you why. Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Caruso, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, those dudes know how to do it because they did it. Yep. And it's it's like uh, with your Rockets, because they were a six seed, the second championship, right? Yeah. 95. And mm-hmm. it's like they know what they have to do. So that's the advantage. They already they know. And and look, uh as far as Utah, the Rudy Gobert may be the defensive player of the year. But what is he going to do against the Lakers? Because you you can't, you you know, okay, he can defend AD to an extent. Who checks LeBron? That's where it becomes, that's where it becomes tricky. Mm -hmm. And are you going to depend on Donovan Mitchell to, to, to be that dude for a championship team? I'm not talking about him because he's a Louisville guy. I'm just saying, are you going to put all your money on Donovan Mitchell to be that dude? And it's like when Atlanta, for like two or three years in a row, they were a one or two seed in the East, but they didn't have that dude. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, unless you are the 2004 Pistons, you need an elite dude to win a title. Yeah, they, they had Al Horford. That was it but back then, their closest thing. Yeah. And they was getting they had, bounced every year. They had Iso Joe, and a great, great player, but he ain't that dude. And so uh, you look at the, the two seed, you look at the Suns, and Chris Paul, who is phenomenal and, and may be underrated historically, but the question mark, and, you know, I'm a Kentucky guy, obviously, can Devin Booker be that dude? Mm-hmm. I, I think... Never been to the playoff. Right. And, and Chris Paul, he's going to do enough to get you, to keep you there. Right. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But, but you, you've got to step it up. It's like when Chris Paul was on. Uh, your Rockets, right? He he got he got the Rocks in that game seven, but you need somebody else to help seal that deal, right? So mm-hmm. the Suns have a big question mark there. Uh, the three seed, uh, you look at the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I, I know uh, 
Michael Porter Jr. has been playing really well. Uh, Djokovic may very well be the MVP. The numbers kind of bear that out. Mm -hmm. But is he going to be the dude on a championship level team? Because the, and, and don't forget about this the Lakers last year and this year, top two or three defense in the league. And like they went through the playoffs last year, they dropped one game, made some adjustments, and weren't really pushed mm-hmm. once they figured it out. You know, Dame got the one game in, in Portland. Uh, your team, the Rockets, got the one game. Uh, and Jimmy Butler went superhuman in game five. Mm-hmm. And it was still close, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers still had a shot to win. They come back in game set a game six and they blow their doors off in the finals. So the Lakers have a margin of error pretty big. Yep. My question with the Lakers always has been is LeBron is he built mentally to hand off to AD and let AD be that dude? I think I said that when when the Lakers acquired AD. That's always mm-hmm. the question. Because it's always when you're one of those elite guys, can you can you hand it off to somebody else? Because this is the year where the Lakers will make that transition. I think the Lakers can still be championship level if AD's your one and LeBron's your two. Because if LeBron's your two, that's the best two, right? You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're if you're looking at duos in NBA history, if LeBron even at eighty percent is your two, that's a hell of a two to have. So you asking him to be you asking LeBron next next year, I guess, to do what D Wade did when LeBron came. Yes, you the, man, you the guy. Yes, and it, you know that's that's how it generally goes. For the Lakers, you know, we have the two superstars, the the dynamic duos, if you look at it, and they have to figure out how to coexist, right? And uh, as I've said before, Jerry West is the dude that sat Kareem and Magic down and said, Kareem, Magic's got to run this show now. You can still get yours, but Magic's got to do his thing as well, right? He sat down with Shaq and Kobe. You know, he's he said that Shaq and Kobe is what made him, you know, kind of drove him to drink. But we got we got to figure this out. I'm glad you mentioned him because we both gave your girl Jeannie Buss a pass when speaking of all the smoke. She was on there, and she didn't mention Jerry West. We gave him a gave her a pass for not mentioning him because there's so many other names and at the end of the podcast and all that. I sent you a couple episodes. Yeah. Because the, the homie, the old school homie, Peter Vesey, has a podcast now. And Jay West went on there. So two part, two episodes. And Jerry brought it up. And brought up Jeannie leaving him off the list. Said it was the most offensive. And to his credit, Peter Vesey said, well, you know, she was kind of flustered. And they kind of asked her. And he's like, no, that's, that's the most offensive thing. And I know my, I went with my gut all my life. I'm not wanted. I'm out. And I was like, oh, 
I thought Peter was gonna ask him and try to stir it up. Jerry brought it up. You know, I, I obviously I love Jerry West. Didn't see him play, obviously. You, you're way before our time. But as great as he is, he he needs that. And I, I hate to kind of get psycho, kind of kind of you know be a psychologist from a distance. But he's still got a lot of stuff to work through. Like, I, I saw an interview not too long ago. Like, he's still not over all the losses to Boston in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like, it still eats at him in kind of an unhealthy kind of way. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I but I can understand what he's saying. As I've said before, if it wasn't for Jerry West and Elgin Baylor, the Lakers would not be the Lakers. You know, when they moved out West and nobody cared about the Lakers, it was those guys. They became the show. They became the blueprint for what we saw the Lakers do for the next 50 years. (laughs) You know, we're going to have two of the five best players in the league. And we will have role guys, capable role guys, do their thing, right? You think of a Robert Ory, right? You think mm-hmm. of a Brian Shaw. You think of a Derek Fisher and, and, and Rick Fox here recently. Uh, you think of you know, Ron Artest recently. You, know, you go back to A.C. Green. And, you know, I'm not saying this guy's another guy. You throw in like a James Worthy as your third option. I mean, come on, right? So, but the Lakers' whole thing is we'll have two dudes, two of the five, two of the ten best players, and we'll figure it out. We, we, you know, the Lakers will have one guy that is the face of the NBA, right? Like Magic, Shaq, Kobe, like LeBron right now. We'll have... We'll have one dude. I mean, heck, Jerry West is the logo. (laughs) So when you are starring for the Lakers, it ain't just L.A. It ain't just for the team. You are the dude in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And that's how they get it done. And I know people kind of get upset at the Lakers. I get it. But it is what it is. So LeBron, can he make that transition? Right? Uh, The four seed. In the West, getting back to the playoffs, you've got the Clippers. And look, I, I'm from Missouri. You got to show me, Clippers. You got to show me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 going to be year two of Kawhi, who had a decent season, and Paul George. Uh, they're at that point, and there are a lot of teams at this point where either they figured out this year or maybe next year. Or it's back to the drawing board. That's the Clippers. That's the 76ers in the East. That's the Celtics in the East. Man. And that's the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And is, is Portland getting there? The, the thing about Portland is... Dame is 30. I, but I don't know if Portland... I, I know internally, I think Portland's like, we're championship level. And Dane believes that. But I don't think outwardly people are like, yeah, Portland is championship or bust, right? I, 
I don't think they reached that level where, like with your Rockets, with Harden, it got to the point you couldn't get to the finals. So, you know, everybody, you, you got to blow this thing up. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at those teams that I named that have been trying to rebuild, look at the Clippers. They moved on from the Chris Paul, Lob City Lakers, or Lob City Clippers, and Lakers were terrible. The Lakers made two moves, brought in LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and they won a title. I mean, (laughs) you know, you've done all this playing, and the Lakers have already got you beat, right? You You look at the 76ers, all of that trust the process, all that tanking, and you ain't even made it to a conference final yet. <laughs> you, 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 you're the Bucks, and you got Giannis back to back MVP, blah 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 blah, and you are letting Jimmy Butler punk you out of the playoffs. <laughs> and you look at Boston, who has been playing this, we got draft picks, blah 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 mm. blah blah game, <laughs> and what, and what. Well, you know, they made it to the conference finals. That ain't what Boston, Boston don't hang no banners for that. That's not that being pretty good ain't what Boston does. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of teams with a lot riding on it. And, you know, I'm not saying this. If the Lakers don't win the championship, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to say, you know, they, they had some injuries. Uh, they didn't figure it out. Okay. But they won it last year. Now, if you are a Clippers fan, and I don't know any Clippers fans in real life, but if you're a team Clippers and you get bounced, and heaven forbid you get bounced by the Lakers in round two, oh, my. <laughs> all that mess about, you know, it's uh, Clippers town, all that, oh, my. And y'all still covering up the Lakers banners for home games and staples? Oh, my. Right? You know, if the Heat get going and they put the Bucks out again, or the 76ers don't make it again, woo, you got a lot of people scratching their head. You know, as far as I can tell, if you are – now, the Jazz might also be in that spot as well. Because if you're the Jazz and you find out this year Donovan Mitchell's not that dude, what do you do? You, you paid him, I'm the dude money, right? No. But if he ain't that dude, what do you do? Also in Denver, what do you do? Now, I know they don't have Jamal Murray, obviously. But, you know, how long do you keep this thing going? Because you end up, you have to do it. And look, I've told you this before. Your Rockets, look, they tinkered, right? They It wasn't just standing pat, like, let's try uh, Chris Paul. Let's try Russell Westbrook. Let's try Dwight Howard. I give the, the Rockets props because a lot of teams just keep trying to run out the same thing and they get the same result. At least the Rockets were trying something to win. Yeah. And back in the 90s, it was, you know, you traded with Otis Thorpe for Drexler. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. You know, yeah. When yeah. Maxwell and, was suspended and then bring Clyde in for the second time around. So, yeah. 
So, uh, you know, but looking at the Western Conference, there's no team I don't think the Lakers can beat. So I hope tonight is an easy game. Let's get on to the seventh seed. Let's get ready for the Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and go from there. But I, I you know I said that because I think you asked me when the Lakers started falling a little bit with both superstars out. I said just get in because yeah. because there, there's no team that really scares me. If 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 you have to sacrifice uh, seeding to get LeBron and AD healthy, you do it. The same way when AD is a wanting to leave New Orleans, and people are like, well, you can't get rid of Brandon Ingram. Uh, yeah, you can. You actually can. <laughs> what about Lonzo Ball? Yeah, he got to go too. Like you just you do what you have to do to get a top ten talent. Like that's just what you do. Um, yep. But you know, in, in the East, I, I don't know. It could be the Nets. Yeah, you know, but the Nets don't guard anybody. No, at all. And they're they're back to that. Who is going to be the dude? Who's going to be your closer? Mm-hmm. Because you got three guys with great resumes that know they can close. But yep. who's going to be? The, but who's going to be the closer? And they don't know. Seven, like you said, seven games all year together, and it's just supposed to click. Just supposed to flip a switch. That's that's a lot to ask, even though. You know, the talent's there. Steve Nash's first year as a coach. I mean, you got Dan Tony there, but, you know, he's never made to the finals either. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, my, my whole thing is there's a lot of question marks. And, you know, the Lakers, honestly, like I said, I feel they're playing with house money. Because they've, they've not been healthy for about two months. And you've got teams actively tanking so they don't have to play the Lakers in the first round. I mean, think about that. <laughs> the Nuggets tanked against the Blazers to get the Blazers in the first round of the playoffs. How disrespectful is that? Mm-hmm. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's like, you know, you intentionally walking somebody to get to, you know, well, I know I can get him out. So right. Just, yeah. Exactly it's, it's, and so that's why I say it's <laughs> it's not Laker fans saying that we are uh, confident. It's other teams actively, you know, actively doing what they can to not play the Lakers. And they're the seventh seed. You know, if they win tonight, blah, 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 blah. 
you know this, that this is the time to get them if they're gonna be got. I mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, it's like Kentucky in what twenty. 2014 is that when they were the eighth seed and beat Wichita State? You know, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what the Lakers are rolling into the playoffs like. You know, they're they're way more talented than their seed, but oh, oh well, we got to deal with them, right? You know, and look and looking back at that Kentucky game or the Kentucky team, you watched that Kansas State game. That was a meh game. You know, I remember watching that game like, uh, you know, that was a game. Uh-huh. You know, you you there were no indications that team was going to turn it on. And then they did. So you want to get the Lakers when they're still trying to work the kinks out. But if you catch them in the next round, oh, come on, man. You you let LeBron get in playoff LeBron mode. Uh You know, he hasn't played. You know, he's rested. Fresh and, yeah. AD is rested. Uh I mean, because at this point, you know, You'd rather be healthy. You can, because LeBron can figure it out on the fly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I'm riding with my uh, Lakers, obviously, uh, to be a seven seed. Because I just, number one, I don't trust the top two seeds in the West, and nobody does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Utah and Phoenix. Uh, you know, so and, disrespectful. And, and Utah has been one of the most successful franchises in the NBA over the last thirty years. Very consistent, but yeah. no. I, look, I've never met a Utah Jazz fan. I haven't yeah. even seen a Utah Jazz fan tweet on Twitter, and I see a <laughs> lot of takes. Yeah, that's well, back when we were, you know, when we were. Teenagers in high school, we just we didn't like their well. I can't speak for you. I didn't like their style of play. They were good, but they were boring. They were plain. You know, Stockton Malone weren't flashy. They got it done. You couldn't knock the results. Jerry Sloan, hard nosed coach. You know, Frank Layden before that, funny guy, hilarious. Mark Eaton, seven foot five, but it was just boring. It was, uh, and now they're a little, you know. Mitchell got some flavor and some flair, and you know it's, it's it's not as boring as it used to be. Their uniforms, I don't know what they're doing now with that, but it's just they were just boring. It was just Utah. Yeah, okay, they're good, but I, I don't really care. That's how I always thought about them. And yeah, I, you know, I like I said, I just never met a Jazz fan. No, uh, and I don't know what it what it is. I mean, your man, Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell, his disdain for Utah. I mean, <laughs> like. Every day I look on the social media and he's he's dogging Utah about like he really hates the Utah, but it's not. I don't even know people that hate Utah, but most people are just like meh on Utah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I didn't realize that you know Stockton Malone together they never missed the playoffs. Well, you know in like the eighteen nineteen seasons they were together, they're in Utah. They never missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Uh-huh. But but still nobody nobody cares. So no, you know, no. I don't know who it, who's gonna come out of the East. I you know, there are so many stories. I think the, the Knicks are playing with house money. Yeah. Uh, of course. Uh, I, I'm I'm glad to see obviously that Julius Randle 
is is that dude because you know kind of knowing his story and what he did you know talking about that 2014 team the tweak was Julius being more of a willing passer yeah and and getting it done but being that dude a double double guy for an NCAA runner up and and kind of being like an outcast because a lot of Lakers fans when he left LA were like oh okay cool like there was pe- there were people that were just like he's never going to be what what we would want him to be. And for him to have this season, for quickly to have this season, for Nerlens Noel to be, as we've talked about before, just the defensive guy. Like, I don't – he may not be defensive player of the year, but he got to be all defense. Uh-huh. This dude was here to play defense. Like, he was just created in a lab to play some defense. So, uh, Knicks fans are happy, which good for them. I don't subscribe to the theory that the NBA is better when the Knicks are good because the Knicks aren't good enough for it to matter. I mean, think, think about it. Listen, now, I'm not trying to throw shade. They won championships in 70 and 73 mm-hmm. and went to the finals in 94 99. And yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. So I get the garden. In New York, they love their basketball, but you can't be 50 years without a title, you know, and only get to the finals twice and, and tell me how much it means. You know, the Mavericks have done better than that. <laughs> you, know, you know, no, you know, the, the Pistons have a better resume over the last 50 years. I mean, is that, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess there was a time this was an accurate statement, but the the league's just better when the Knicks are good. That ran out of juice, what, maybe 80, 85? Well, that's probably not accurate. You know, that was be 10, 11 years after their last title. And we we still hear that like it's just, you know, carved in law, carved in stone. But the league, maybe the league was better back in 78, 79, 80, 82. But if, if all these the, years later, it don't, it don't really carry that much weight. And if the Knicks being good, uh, you know, was was a thing, if, if the Knicks, I mean, look, they're basically the Bullets slash Wizards. You know, if the if if it wasn't New York and Madison Square Garden and all that, nobody would care about the Knicks. You yeah. know, the Nets have been better. The Nets are better this year, mm-hmm. but that they don't move the needle. No, I you know as a Lakers fan, I would say the NBA is better when the Lakers are good. Well, when is yeah. that? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So I, I, I'm happy for the Knicks, but you know, look, you and I are getting up there in age. And we can't remember a championship Knicks team. No. Nope. You know, we remember game seven of the 94 finals. Mm -hmm. You know, but but that's about it. Yeah. And for me, the Knicks were always the team Jordan had to beat to get out of the East. And that was it. No. Uh. I think if you're going to matter, like how people say it matters, you got to be more than that. 
they weren't even supposed to do what they did in 99. They were an eight seed. Ewing was hurt. Nobody even expected that one. That was just kind of an out-of-the-blue run to the finals. Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, this this this. And, and ninety four was their was their window. Yeah, that was that was it. And you know, uh, but you know, look, but but Knicks fans, they're a loyal bunch. I give it to them. Spike Lee is great, and blah 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 blah. blah. But the the Knicks haven't been good. I mean, like one or two seed in the East, good for thirty years. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that. I listened to that podcast. You know, I sent you the Peter Vesey, Jerry West. Like his first four episodes, it was it was Doctor J, Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, Part One and Part Two. And Oscar Robertson, who's eighty two years old now, was talking about the first time he played in the Garden, and he he took the walk up Forty Ninth Street and blah blah blah. He said, "I got up there," and he said, "I was like, that's it. This is it." And this was 60 years ago, and he wasn't impressed with the garden when he walked up on it for the first time. <laughs> and, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, it's in New York, right? So there's this mystique of everything New York, right? Like New York, I, 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 I kind of get it. But just because a team is in New York doesn't mean that they are, they mean something to everybody else. And I think when you look at sports fan bases, I've, I've told you, like, the Cowboys fan base is the probably the most diverse fan base of any professional team in the country. There are Cowboys fans everywhere. There are Cowboys fans driving $100,000 cars. There are Cowboys fans catching the bus. And they're yep. all diehard, right? Yep. And And – I I give a lot of love to to those Cowboys fans, but the Knicks aren't that. I, I I don't know a lot of Knicks fans outside of New York. Mm-hmm. I think it's more they're fans of New York more so than the Knicks. Is yeah. my two cents. Uh, you know, my Forty ers as great as they've been, still not really a national power. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed that. Go- when I went to the uh, induction ceremony, it was Emmett and Jerry. And there were way more Cowboys fans, mm. right? They're just way more Cowboys fans. It's just different. So if someone said to me, hey, the NFL is better if the Cowboys are relevant, I'm with that. That makes sense, right? Yep. Because even when they're 8-8, eight and eight, they're on TV, national TV, 10 times a year. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that, to me, is moving the needle. You know, yep. so I don't think the Knicks are like that. You know, even if the Cowboys have Dave Campo as head coach, Ryan oh, Leaf at quarterback, <laughs> Quincy Carter quarterback, <laughs> like people Christ. still people still going to tune in. Ooh. <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> and if the Cowboys are good, even better, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 but it's not necessary for the Cowboys to matter. Yep. And, I, and I think when you look at professional fan bases, there's not a lot of fan bases where the winning doesn't matter. And the Cowboys, and I'm not trying to dump on them, I'm trying to praise them, the Cowboys fans have been ride or die, and they've been to a Super Bowl in 30 years. Yeah. Yep. And there's not a lot of 
professional fan bases that can say that. You know, you you maybe you put the Cubs in there, mm-hmm. you know, because Wrigley is always Wrigley is always still going to be Wrigley. You know, you know, and, we, and that was the case when we were kids watching on Channel Nine WGN, and they yeah. didn't have lights yet. It was day games every day. Yes, and it was full every day. Yes, and it, and it, and it still is. You know, uh, so I give the Cowboys fans a lot of credit uh, for that, but I just don't feel that same way about the Knicks. Now, I'm happy for 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 Julius Randle. He's probably going to be most improved player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they've got a nice squad there. I think, hey, th- they might actually get in a position where they could be players in the free agent market. Like, they're going to have some cap room. Mm-hmm. And, we, and, and this is the thing, too. Every year for the last 20 years, we've heard they're making room for a free agent player this. Yeah. They, they thought they were in the LeBron sweepstakes. <laughs> they thought they were in this player's, uh, you know, I think maybe in the Tim Duncan at one point sweepstakes. Like they all, they, they, they believe they're, in play, but nobody goes there. Only mm-hmm. one dude, Carmelo is the one dude said, yeah, I'll go. Yep. They've been whiffing for years on free agents. So if you know, I think it's a winnable series against the, the, the Hawks. And and then you go from there. But if the Knicks are just competent, that's a win. Because they haven't been in 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yo. So, yo, hopefully. It was that time of year, the playoff time. Who else was left? We got, we covered, is that getting all the East too? Well, you got, because you, you're, you're one seed, you got the Sixers. And then you yeah. got the then you got the Nets and Celtics, uh, yeah. Uh, and then the the three seed is the Bucks, right? Because they're playing the Heat, Miami. Giannis just got to come out and ball, man. He he's got to get like he he's almost at that point, but he's got to be able to say, "There's no one on the court that can stop me from doing what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. And if he gets to that gear, well, watch out. That's a different Giannis even from the back-to-back MVP. Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the the four and five we talked about the 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 Knicks and the uh, and the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hawks to me, it seems like they're always in the playoffs, but all their playoff games are on NBA TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Like you're watching all these playoff series. And then it's so and so in the Hawks, and it's game. It looks up. You look up, and it's game five. 
Yeah. You're like, what? what? <laughs> like the, the, the Hulk, it's, it's very similar to the Texans and the Bengals playing that first Saturday uh, playoff game, that wild card game. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, the playoffs haven't started until it's the Texans and the Bengals <laughs> on Saturday night. You know, yeah. the, the NBA playoffs haven't started, so the Hawks are on NBA TV. Like all their games, no matter who they're playing. Mm-hmm. Every uh, time. Yeah, so the Hawks are that one forgettable franchise where they haven't been abjectly terrible, but but not enough to really, you know, but this has been their MO. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, even back back when your man Dominique was playing. Very, very good, but they're not going to compete with the Sixers, the Pistons, and the Celtics. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, those Bucks had some good teams. City Mon, Creep, and Terry mm-hmm. Cup. Yep. But could but but could never get uh could never get back uh uh could never get over that hump. So the, the these playoffs is gonna be very, very interesting to see. Cause like I said, there's a lot of teams that are under the gun. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think go if you look at the Sixers, it's now it's Joel Embiid's team for right or for wrong. Because Ben Simmons won't shoot, can't uh-huh. shoot. Uh-uh. So if they don't make it to at least the conference finals, they fired the coach, brought in a new coach. If that doesn't work, you got to start moving pieces. You know, even though it's Doc's first year, it's, it's the players. It's, they've been building for this. Uh, you talk about the Clippers all those years getting number one picks. They did it through losing. The Sixers did it through tanking. But at some point, when it all comes together. It's, it's time, and and you know Ben and, and MB been there for a long time, and Tobias Harris is the third option. You know, it's it's time, right? And, and and that's the thing is, if not now, when? Uh, like the Celtics, you know, I love to see the Celtics in misery, but you know they've been playing this long game to try to get free agents. And no shade to Kimba Walker. I know what he did at UConn as a Kentucky fan. I'm well aware. But that that's that's what you did all the moving and shaking for is Kimba Walker. <laughs> He's supposed to be your closer. I know Tatum has been balling, but okay. Is is Tatum can he be that dude? Mm-hmm. And it, it goes back to what I said earlier. Every championship team except those 04 Pistons, had a dude, had an elite dude that could just go berserk for five minutes and, and win you a game. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it, I, I think it's be interesting if it's the Warriors versus Utah. Utah may win, but that game could go six or seven. Yep, Let's for see sure. Six or seven. For sure. Because if Gobert is your best defender, and they're going to involve him in all kinds of pick and rolls, mm-hmm. 30 feet from the basket. <laughs> all Steph needs is somebody to hit some open shots. If, if, if the Warriors can find somebody that can knock down some open shots, they can win some games. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can put game pressure, as you and I talk about all the time, they can put some pressure on the Jazz. Sure can. And if Steph can go for 40 or 50 
he gets one of those nights where he hits nine threes. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's, the formula is there. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's why I think the one or two seeds in the West get overlooked because it's like, look, Steph, and I'm gonna give Steph some props. I didn't think he could be that dude to lead a team. Like, I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't a great player, mm-hmm. but you've got there's just some dudes and because you and I talk about the 0176ers where it was uh Allen Iverson and some offensively challenged dudes. For real. Right? Man. The 09 Magic, where it was Dwight Howard and some dudes that could shoot, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Right. You look you know, the 07 Cavs when Sasha Pavlovich <laughs> Is getting run, <laughs> you know, with Harrison Barajow. Okay, yeah. could he be that dude? And and you know, I think a young MJ, because you know he was taking Orlando Woolridge into Boston Garden and giving the '86 Celtics fits, mm-hmm. one of the best teams ever. <laughs> yeah. So I question if Steph could be that dude. Now I think he could be that dude the way the games played today. I'm not trying to shade him or anything, but if dudes could put their hands on him, it's different. But what Steph has done, you know, with his style of play, I mean, you can't knock it. Because you look at that roster, and they're trying to convince us that Andrew Wiggins, the light bulb could finally go off for Andrew Wiggins. (laughs) Of course it can. (laughs) I mean, you know, (laughs) we, we talk about you know, bust that dude's just like, I'm in the NBA, I'm cool, and yeah. you know, I'm not <laughs> knocking it, but okay, that to me is more than an 18 year old coming into the league and not getting it, or somebody getting injured, like Greg Oden and Sam Bowie. That to me is a dude you point to, like, he just got here, he's cool, just cashing checks. Mm. I'm not, I'm not mad at it, yeah, you know, we all look wherever we were, we got people like that, some yep. of us. For the most part, sometimes all we do is out here cashing checks. I get it. But y'all trying to tell me that Andrew Wiggins could be that that two to Steph. No, nah, man. <laughs> he, he, ain't, he ain't built for that. Just keeping the seat warm till Clay get back. <laughs> yeah. So you know, so Steph, he he could definitely win you two or three games in a series. And if somebody else goes off, if you're Utah, that's trouble. It's crazy, that, you know. Like you said, we we getting up there in age. <clears throat> Steph is thirty three. That just just say that, and that sounds crazy. You know, we we still you know twenty years old at Davidson, going to the elite eight. But he he thirty three with three kids, and you know you remember the baby face kid. But that's you know Steph is thirty three. Uh, I listened to the little what Rex Chapman podcast, and Steph's on there. Rex talking about he got to Charlotte as a rookie. Stand in the same apartment with Dale and Sonya, same complex. Steph is a newborn when Rex was a rookie, and now Steph thirty three. That's that's crazy. Yeah, so I, I just uh, the NBA is always interesting. I, I love the NBA playoffs because with with basketball, I think more so than most sports. Like, you can't hide. And what I mean by that is you're just out there 
I love basketball because you're just out there in a tank top and some shorts. And we can see how good of a player you are. Because like I said, except for those 04 Pistons, every champion's had a dude that just decided, I'm at this level and you can't do anything with me. Uh-huh. And it was it was LeBron last year, right? It was Kawhi the year before. And, you know, it was KD before that. Uh, it's one thing, and again, I'm going to give your Rockets some praise. The most disrespected back-to-back champions in professional sports, 94-95 Rockets. Because uh-huh. in, in the tale of Jordan, it's like, well, Jordan would have won. Uh, no. Jordan himself have said, like, look, Akeem was at a different level. Uh-huh. Like, Akeem was a problem. <laughs> and, 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 and just saying, well, Jordan wasn't playing. Nah, man, like, those Rockets. Uh, you know, he just, Akeem reached that level, like, just give me some dudes and I can win this thing. And that's yeah. what he had in 94. It was just some dudes. And then in 95, you get Clyde Drexler to take a little bit off of it, off of him, and they can still win because uh, your boy Rudy T goes into the Hall of Fame, gives uh-huh. a shout-out to all those, all those, Mario Ellie, all those dudes, yeah. you know, with Mario with the kiss and yeah. all that oh. kind of stuff. I know, you, I, know you, I know you enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, but the point is, uh, those are really, really good teams. And I think it's just it's fiction to think the Bulls could have gone that deep and won eight straight. I just think it's fiction, especially when Akeem was a problem to the Bulls. I think they, in head to head, they split. Uh, even during that whole ninety-one to ninety-eight period, the Bulls had a problem with Akeem. Mm-hmm. You know, Houston just couldn't get out of West. To, yeah. to get there, you know, Seattle, Utah, Phoenix, right. Portland, all that, you know, he just couldn't get out of, couldn't win the conference to see what they could do with him. But, but, the, the, and that's part of, look, my thing is Michael Jordan is great without us adding to it. And when you minimize what the Rockets did and all this kind of stuff, I just think it, 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 it hurts his legacy. To be honest with you, like we don't need to, we don't need to fudge the numbers on this. MJ right. is great without all that. <laughs> yep. Like you don't need to to buy into all this uh, kind of stuff. We dismiss those piston teams that won before him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we 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 kind of Isaiah Thomas. I say it often on Twitter. Like we have let MJ's hate of hatred of. Isaiah Thomas color how we think about him. Uh-huh. And Zeke could ball. Yo. If 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 I if it was anybody else, Isaiah Thomas on that bum ankle in the 1988 NBA Finals game six, that would be the stuff of legend. Legend. Uh-huh. But because you know we don't like the Pistons, it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. So, uh, and you know, and the Pistons, they weren't as uh, bad boy. They weren't as uh, any rougher than the Celtics. 
they weren't any rougher <laughs> than the Sixers. You know, people forget, you know, Dr. J and Larry Bird threw hands. Sure it is. I, th- I think in a playoff series. So it's like, so everything Detroit was doing, that's what you had to do in the East, particularly. You had to be tough. Yo, 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 yo. So yeah. I'm excited uh with the with the Lakers play in uh, or the play yeah, the play in game. I think they win tonight, they're the seventh seed, and let's just go from there. The other news is happening in your home city again. We we nibbled on a little bit last night in the spaces where you brought a group in to the new Twitter forum where everybody can just get on there and talk and listen. But the Dino Chris Mack Louisville situation is the other big topic du jour. So Louisville, uh, again, let's preface it with what you say is anybody can act a fool at any time, right? So I say this, and I have said it, not to take shots at Louisville. I would watch a U of L thirty for thirty thirty over just the last ten years. Yeah, the last ten years of Louisville athletics has been—it's been like Charles Dickens. It's a Charles Dickens novel. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. You start with the Karen Cipher deal with that extortion attempt on Patino. You start there. You come forward, and you've got the strippers in the dorms. You've got a a Final Four and a championship for men's basketball. You've got a women's basketball team that has fashioned itself among the elite on the women's basketball level. You've got a baseball program that's been to three College World Series and is putting dudes in Major League Baseball. You've got uh, a field hockey team that made it to the Final Four this year and has been one of the best programs in the country the last four years. And you've got a Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. And one of the most electric college football players ever, period. Now, I, I'm not going to say that he put up one of the best seasons we've seen because I challenge people, and I, I don't know if you saw this a couple weeks ago. Uh, somebody did one of these screen graphics, like most exciting college football player ever, and it only went back to the 90s. Like, I think I don't even think Desmond Howard was on the list. Mm. But I challenge people, look at what Barry Sanders did in 1988. Yeah. Just Google that season. Yeah. And then you see he didn't play a lot of the second, a lot of the stuff he did in the first half. Like it is ridiculous to score 30 touchdowns and like 12 games. Like, what? You couldn't do that on NCAA college football. Right. Uh-huh. Anyway, back to Louisville. But you've got all these highs. And then you've got just absurd lows. You've got Bobby Petrino 2.0. You've got the strippers at the doors. You've got just malfeasance and I love that word, of the <laughs> athletic director. And as I was saying, I love the Twitter spaces. Uh, this, 
as we've we've touched on it here too, you look at the um, on the academic side, like they had to run a the school president out of town because he mishandled fifty million dollars. Like the school's accreditation was was at risk. With the, I mean, it was just it was a lot going on, and even though. Look, this sounds relatively minor. Dino Guardio, uh, who was great at ESPN, I thought, worked with Chris Mack before, coached him, I believe, at Xavier, if I'm not mistaken, comes to be the assistant coach. It doesn't work out. And then, so he threatens to go to, go public with some relatively minor infractions and so now the FBI is involved and it sounds like he is exposed he's he's at risk of going to jail for extortion and so yeah in this instance it doesn't appear that UofL is in the wrong but by the same token it's that whole thing it's like you again you again <laughs> What is it about UofL men's basketball coaches, the last two full-time coaches, the last two, have been extorted? What is going on? Yeah. Yeah, man. My whole thing about all this as well is, yes, this is minor, relatively speaking. But the last thing you want is the NCAA to come town come to town. The real last thing you want are, are federal investigators on campus again. Mm-hmm. Because I think I said this on the spaces. You look at the biggest scandals in the NCAA. It's not what the NCAA found. It's not. It's when the feds get involved with subpoena power where you got to answer some questions. That's how they get information. Miami football. That, uh, oh, I can't, yeah, I said his name last night. Can't think of it. That booster, Devin something. Oh, it'll come to me. Mm. He He's bragging in federal racketeering charges about what he did at Miami. It wasn't NCAA investigation. It was, he's talking to the feds, talking about what he did. All yeah. the stuff at Baylor. The NCAA didn't have anything to do with one player killing another player and all that kind of stuff. It came out because the feds were there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people can say, oh, it's not that big a deal. Look, man, you can say it's not that bad of a gunshot. It's still a gunshot. <laughs> you don't want that. That's something you don't want to have. Is all I'm saying. You don't want uh, this situation where you got the feds here and, and look uh, Pat Forty wrote an article you know about should U of L take a break from men's basketball I think that's a step too far you know but he's got to put it out there but still the point has to be made even if you are a diehard Louisville fan why this why us it's always something man I listen a little bit of Jerry Eves and to, to me, I mean, he bleeds Louisville red, but 
he does not pull any punches and you know he's he talked about how exhausting it is said you know Cardinal a lot of Cardinal fans were in denial but the same thing it's always something say it's always something and the whole thing is even if the recruiting violations are minor not recruiting violation but just it's 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 using video using grad assistance even if it's minor stuff and for the most part most people shrug it off Y'all still haven't had punishment from all this stuff at the IARP. Like, what are you doing? That's the point, too, is I think a lot of national folks are saying if these uh, uh, allegations are proven to be true, you go to the NCAA, the first question has got to be you all again. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if it's minor or not. You've had Listen, listen, let me calm down a minute. But my point is, UofL is the first basketball program in NCAA history to have the title stripped from them. Yeah. Just a few years ago, and now here we are still on some mess. Now, Rick Pitino on, on Rex Chapman podcast said that's going to be given back now. So that, that's all that needs to be said about that. <laughs> No, the NCAA ain't gonna do that. The NCAA gonna, we're not gonna admit they wrong, man. Like, no. I know Rick. Rick gotta say what he gotta say. But <laughs> no, man, they not they not giving nothing back. Like they 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 don't do that. No, uh, you know, but even if you're a diehard Louisville fan, and I know a lot of them, some of them are like, look, this is, you know, they're kind of dead inside. Yeah, because it. If men's basketball is your, you know, your diamond sport, and I believe it is at UofL, it's it's what helped put Louisville on the map, I would say. Mm-hmm. What what transferred it from a, or uh, converted from a commuter school to being at the ACC was on the strength of men's basketball. If you are coaching one of these other sports you know we've had coaches for different sports come on our show here and talk about what a boom it is to have Kentucky basketball when you're recruiting for other sports right Mm -hmm. because if you're bringing volleyball players in you're bringing soccer players in everybody wants to see Kentucky basketball stuff right well on the flip side now these people have to ask questions about what kind of athletic program are you running? Mm-hmm. Why should I send my kids here? Because again, the pun they're, they're still all this other stuff they've done before hasn't been adjudicated. The 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 taking of the, the banners and the forfeit and all that stuff, that's done. But they got other stuff that are still under the you know the punishment hasn't been handed down for. Yeah. It's pending. You can't be out on bail and rob another liquor store if you're out on bail for robbing a liquor store. Like, uh-huh. So, and I'm glad Myron Metcalf of ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it. I'm glad <laughs> other people are saying it because I'm old enough to remember when John Calipari took the job in 2009 
And we know what happened at Memphis. We know what happened at UMass. Everybody said, everybody. Now people are saying, no, we didn't say all that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Don't put whatever banners you get, put them up with Velcro, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, NCAA going to be knocking soon enough. That's what they said. And everything they said about Coach Cal when he got to Kentucky, it's happened at Louisville. You look at Kansas. You look at all these schools that, quote, unquote, did things the right way. You know, it came out. North Carolina just handed out grades to everybody. I think I think I might have a degree from North Carolina because I tweeted about North Carolina. So, and I'm not saying, look, we look tomorrow. It could come out that Cal and Kentucky is doing X, Y, and Z. That's fine because I've said to Louisville people, right, when Cal got here, y'all said the NCAA don't make mistakes. Y'all said the NCAA. It's not like they have personal axes to grind. Now, all of a sudden, oh, woe is us, the NCAA picking on us again. <laughs> oh, word? <laughs> you, you said that the NCAA, you, that's not what you said. The NCAA was infallible. Now, 10 years later, y'all want to burn down the NCAA with everybody else. <laughs> it's, fun, it's funny how that works. And again, I don't know what Cal and Kentucky have going on. I don't know, right? Again, tomorrow, tonight, ESPN, I can get alert, do-do-do, do-do-do, and and Kentucky could be page one. Absolutely could happen. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that over the last 10 years, if I told you, man, what about that Louisville scandal? You don't know which one I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's just men's basketball. That's not the the uh uh was it Julie Herndon, I think, that that the uh, like they've had a lot of stuff go sideways. Sure have. A lot of stuff go. And and like I said last night, the crazy thing to me is you can rank the top ten Louisville issues they've had in the last decade. And Bobby Petrino, who everybody said is a, was an abject failure, wouldn't even make the top ten. Uh, yeah, that is that's hard to push him out of the top ten, and they did. Yeah, because you like which federal investigation? First attempt. Because, and I agree, Matt Jones said this forever ago. The Rick Patino extortion, Karen Cipher thing. We got. We could read the words but there were no cameras inside the courtroom. Had there been cameras inside where you've got Rick Pitino on video, on audio, having to explain in great detail what happened, he wouldn't have survived that. Mm-hmm. Because it got gross. No. And my whole thing to some Louisville fans at the time is, I can explain to my kids if, if Coach Cal paid a kid. I could be like, well, you know, he should, you know, NCAA rules, he shouldn't have given Anthony Davis $100,000, for example. But this stuff, the cipher stuff, the, 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 the strippers in the, in the, in the, in the dorms, it's just gross. And, and with part of their response to the strippers being, 
it, they weren't expensive strippers, so it didn't reach a certain threshold. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> like, are you for real with that? Like, that was <laughs> part of your argument? So a lot of their stuff has been gross. A lot of it has just been... I, I don't... Like, I don't know if you're a Louisville fan. Like, and, and look, I had given them praise for turning the corner. Mm-hmm. Kansas just said, look, we're going to ride with Bill Self no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we know he had our investigation. He got a lifetime contract. We good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on the uh, CBS Eye on College Basketball podcast, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander, basically – the Kansas thing is like, even if the NCAA says Bill Self can't coach for a year, they're like, cool, he'll be out for a year. Somebody will come in who'll do that Sean Payton thing. He'll come right back. Like they are <laughs> riding for Bill Self. Cool. All right. But UL said, look, we had a new president. We got to get a new AD. We got to get a new football coach. We got to get a new men's basketball coach. They did those things. <laughs> And now I think on the academic side, uh, Nina, uh, I can't say her last name, I'll mess it up, has done a great job getting the university itself back on track, right? They've done a lot of great things. Uh, Tyra, the, the AD, I think has done pretty good, but a lot of the stuff that's doing good, he just had to keep it going, right? Baseball's kind of had a down year, but women's basketball, field hockey, like those things are rolling, right? Now, mm-hmm. it, it, what comes down to it, is Satterfield that guy on the football side? I mean, yeah, he was conference coach of the year his first year, but the second year was kind of meh. And he's looking, got caught looking at South Carolina? <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> like, I can understand looking at an SEC job, but South Carolina, what? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do that, bro. Like, no, we can't. Oh, no. <laughs> so much stuff. So much stuff. And, you know, the thing is, is Mac the guy? Right. Because, whew, it got sour quick. You know, he, he he likes to be chesty, and he, he likes to, you know, he's cool. He, you know, they have their, you know, uh, card madness, whatever they call it. I can't think of what they call it. And he's cool. They got Jack Harlow out there, and he rapping about the card. And you don't want these cards and all this kind of stuff. Bro, you got to win some games, dude. This is... And I've seen this. I can't remember who tweeted out. This is how bad U of L's men's hoops program is at this point. Kentucky won nine games last year, had its worst season in a century. Mm-hmm. Like Kentucky hasn't been this bad since the Titanic sank. Like we're going. Way, there was only like thirty-eight states. Like we're going way back. Okay, mm-hmm. and Kentucky's off season. Much better than Louisville's offseason. Yeah. Because, again, the NCAA is still going to drop the hammer. So they still might have a probation year. They still might be lacking some scholarships 
for an extended period. So they may be stuck with Mac. You know, it's built in his contract, probation, all that kind of stuff. Like stuff gets added on the at the end. But I'm just saying, from an X's and O's standpoint, if he didn't get it done these last couple of years, where he had some really good players, right? What's it? What's he going to do when the sanctions hit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was a feel good story, and, and most Louisville fans, to their credit, beating <laughs> Kentucky this past year, it don't move the needle. Like this, like this was objectively like it would have been. But be, they knew they beat a terrible Kentucky team. Right. Right. Ain't nobody beating their chest about that. Like, so, so Mac and Satterfield have got to prove their X's and O's worthy to be here. Uh huh. That's the thing. Yo, and it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, the, the fact that he's kind of burnt his his goodwill, the 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 time to get it going, he's already kind of <laughs> he kind of burnt that rope, and he's already at the end of his rope is is surprising, should be concerning for them. Uh, he's kind of in over his head. Looks like he's not ready for prime time. And and look. Look, the Louisville job, men's basketball, is a top 10 job. They're a top 10 program. Uh, I don't put them on the blue, blue blood list, but Louisville is Louisville. Two Hall of Fame coaches, you know, they've got names, right, when it comes to college basketball. So I'm not one of these Kentucky fans to dismiss it. And part of it, I grew up on Louisville, right? Like Louisville basketball is, was a huge part of my life growing up. So it's a top ten job. So and, you you have to have a top ten coach. Uh-huh. And is Mac the coach? Because keep in mind, you go from Denny Crum, who's underrated, to Rick Pitino, who, you know, whatever you think of him, he's a damn good coach. Yeah, yeah. And 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 Mac, uh, man, come on now, you know. That's another thing Jerry Ease was talking about. The fact that you just, you know, record your friend and take it to the FBI. You know, if, if when you, you know, you, it sucks firing a friend. It makes a tough and strange relationship. But you record them and take them to the FBI. That's what he was saying about Denny Crum. He said, Denny Crum fought the administration tooth and nail when they were trying to get him to let assistants go. And we got the complete opposite going on with, with Dino and Mac. And, you know, Mac is the guy who – Dino's the guy who recruited him. That's the guy that, you know, that's the reason Mac went to Xavier as a player. Known each other for 30 years, and boom, it's just – Which which gone, leads – Just up in smoke, that whole relationship. Which leads me to believe there's something else going on with that. Yeah. Like there's something more that we're not getting. Because – Dino has been around for a while, right? He knows how this works. Yeah. Something had to have happened. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, uh, that the head coach has got to make those tough decisions. Right. And that's part, part of it. it. It's part of it. You know, Cal did not want to 
help his assistants leave because he's a loyal guy. Yeah. But when Kentucky's got nine wins, look, some got to change, yo. Like, right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. You know, uh, I know you, but look, something got to change. It looks like they didn't get fired. You know, we, the staff got changed. Just as went to Arizona State, Barbie left. You know, it wasn't like he just pink slipped him, but changes did get made. You're right. <laughs> so, you know, for, for me, I, I think there's got to be more to it. And again, my question to be, to would be, um, why would you why would you record your friend? Mm-hmm. That to me is a red flag. You know, it because that to me says there's something going on. Like you and I can have a conversation, but if one of us is recording, that to me is a thing. Someone's like Mac was like, I, I know he's gonna say this. I know he's gonna do this. So let me go, you know, go hit record on his phone as I, before I come in here and talk to him. And that's the issue, you know, when Bruce Pearl got in trouble at like when he was in Illinois, I think, as an assistant, you know, recording and kind of quote unquote ratting guys out. That's mm-hmm. why he was kind of, you know, he ended up in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it did, mm-hmm. it still hasn't gotten back to the track he kind of thought he was on. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing with that is there's, and again, you don't want the feds there asking these questions. The last thing you want is people with subpoena power. Cause you look, cause people can say, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to talk to the NCAA. Right. Because that's honestly why Memphis got hit is because Derrick Rose is like, I ain't talking to y'all. And they were like, okay, that means you're guilty. All right. Mm-hmm. But the feds, you got to talk to them. Yep. Uh, but look, Bell to be good. I do. Uh, I think it's good for the, it's good for the state. If it's good for my hometown, if U of L is good. Uh, and it makes big better. Yeah, exactly. Because like I've said before, as great as the program is, and I would say top 10 men's college basketball program all time, they just can't beat Kentucky. You know, you you look at you look at Crumb, you look at Patino, in the NCAA tournament, they've got great records. Against Kentucky, not very good. Mm-hmm. So, and I like it like that. No. But Somebody has somebody. I don't know if it's the president, the AD, if it's some boosters. Guys, say, look, we have got to fix this because that's what happened when the school was going all astray. The big time boosters, and I'm talking about with lots of zeros and lots of commas. The big time boosters were the ones saying, uh, "Look, we can't have this." Mm-hmm. It's not about fans. Uh, it's not about fans not going to games. It's about big time. Uh, It's about big time boosters not giving money. Mm -hmm. And that's when you will see, see the changes. For sure. For sure. Got to give, throw our thoughts out to 
Michael Bennett, your host of Just the Cats. He's been on the show a couple of times. He had a, his son had surgery. He had a had a fall, had an emergency where he had hurt his arm really bad and having to have surgery today, I think up in Cincinnati, to try to get the use of his arm and hand back. So, you know, you know, you see your little your little kids fall and get banged up. That's stressful. But to have a child, even though it's grown, having surgery to try to get the use of a limb back, that is uh, that's some heavy stuff. So, hope everything went all right for for Michael Bennett and his his son uh, Mason today. Yeah, I definitely want to give give him some prayers uh, with that because that's that's I've been keeping up with that as much as I can on uh, social media. So. Uh, yeah, that's tough because, look, your kid's always your kid. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, fast forward just a few years, ours, we got a couple that will be grown. You know, I think his, I think this son, this kid, because he missed a few of his shows. They did some best of or something like that. And he was in New Orleans because he goes to Tulane and something with the hospital wasn't going right and they found a surgeon in Cincinnati. You're always going to worry about them. It doesn't matter that if they're grown and on their own. My mom told me a long time ago, <laughs> and I'm sure Mama B said similar stuff. She said, look, the worry, the worrying about you doesn't ever stop. It just changes depending on what phase of life you're in. So we now know what they're talking about because we got kids wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, thoughts, thoughts and prayers there. Now, uh, Kentucky basketball, we touched on this. The roster's starting to look really good. Severe's press conference today, his, his Zoom, just, it's just, it's cool listening to him. To be that young, his, his, his knowledge and history of basketball is impressive. Uh, his knowledge of Kentucky basketball is impressive. And he said today with the ball in his hand, how he, you know, forget the fact that I'm 5'10, I'm, I'm fast with the ball. Uh, he compared himself to De'Aaron Fox speed wise with the ball. Wasn't scared of the fact that there's other guards that he can come in and play because he, he knew about Fox and Monk and Isaiah Briscoe. He was aware of Maxi and Quickly um, and Hagens. So he's, he's not the least bit concerned about all these other guards that are now in here, you know. He can work with Ty Ty, Grady, if Mintz comes back. So it was, you know, it was cool hearing him come in with that mindset. You know, it's, we we wanted drastic changes. We talked about the changes on the coaching staff. And uh, while I can appreciate the fight that this team had this past season, uh, last season was just unacceptable. And so seeing uh, Coach Cal and the team, uh, get, you know, getting the roster together that he's gotten, where he's got ball handlers and he's got shooters. And, and that's, how you, that's how you win. So definitely I'm excited. I knew he was going to fight back. Uh, listen to the, again, the CBS Eye on College Basketball podcast. They're talking about, you know, they've got Kentucky top 15. Uh, but the only the question is, can can this team gel? And I'm hoping 
as the world kind of gets back to normal and this team can go through the normal paces, they'll be ready to go because he's got some older guys. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody was frustrated watching the games last season, you know, watching them come up short different ways, seeing star shots rim out on different occasions, seeing the <laughs> inbounds play against Georgia and Severe Wheeler. Wheeler being the guy to make the assist to give Georgia that win. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody's screaming and yelling at the TV, throwing their remote or, or doing that. I think, maybe it's just me, I think the fan base wanted Cal to come to his post-game press conferences. And now mind you, he did look beat down in a lot of them. And he looked tired and worn out. People wanted him to come out and be just as mad and irate as they were when they watched the game. They wanted to come out and kick a table or throw a microphone or, or, or just be visibly pissed. And he, he's not going to do that. You know, you're four and eight, you're four and nine, you're four and ten is wearing on you. He's just as upset as us, but he, he wasn't, you know, you're not just come out and just show out like that, like a manager getting ejected. But, 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 but think, these actions of yeah. with the way he's put the team together, it, now you can see. He was pissed, and he ain't trying to have this again. And you can see the moves he's making. The team didn't shoot well. Oh, we got C.J. Frederick in here. Kellen Grady in here. Dante Allen is back. Ty-Ty can shoot. And now you got Severe who can come in and get dimes and get the ball to those guys who can shoot. So his actions let you know that even though he was still basketball Benny and this, that, and the other, and people were getting mad at him, he, he was still, hey, he, he's like, I got to get this fixed. And, and actions are saying what maybe people, I don't know why they were wanting him to say it. Actions are speaking loud right now with what he's done this offseason. And, and, and so I think for me, Again, you're right. People wanted Cal to say this team sucks. But yeah, they want him to be you, like Lou Pinella and just throw a tantrum or something. But you can do that when you've got pros. Yeah. When you're at the professional level, you can say and do things right. that you can't do. Because mm-hmm. the thing was, this team was really, really close. You know, it was like seven or eight games that were three points or less. Mm-hmm. You know, like that Georgia game, like SARS shot against Louisville coming out, against Notre Dame coming out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he comes out talking about how much they suck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, then you've lost the team. Christian, what little confidence they had left. Right, right. He's got to say they're almost there because they were. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's my that's my two cents on, on that. But uh for, for the folks that thought that Cal wasn't going to uh, get it, that things had passed him, they have not. He, he's put together a team. And, 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 and look, there's one thing I know about John Vincent Calipari. He's, he's, he's very proud. Yep. And sure he is. Nobody needs to remind him Kentucky won nine games last year. He knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Nobody, nobody needs to remind him of, of what this team was and was not. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think, you know, 
he's coming out. He's focused. This team is going to have something that we used to talk about, a lot of lineup flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to have like nine guys he can play, depending on who comes back, right? He's going to have nine dudes. Now, we may not see platoons. We may see more situational kind of lineups, but he's going to have two. He's going to have two or three dead-eye shooters on the court at all times. Mm-hmm. And that is when that's the that's that's when we've had those really good Kentucky teams. You know, you, you think back to uh, Wall and Bledsoe. Now they weren't, you know, knockdown shooters, but you got two ball handlers that could create. Right. Mm-hmm. You look back at 2011, and you've got uh, uh, Brandon Knight. Almost said Brevin Knight, but you got Brandon Knight, <laughs> and you got Deron Lamb, who could mm-hmm. both shoot and handle the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in 2012 and so on, that can make shots, and we're going to have our own big O. In the middle, yeah. if Keon Brooks yeah. comes back, and, and, and look, the big O, Oscar Schwebe, yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm going to have to learn it. Uh, he led West Virginia in scoring and rebounding two years ago. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. a and, – and, and that's them playing in the Big 12, right? Yeah. So he's a dude that can go get his. And he's physical. You, sur- you surround him. Yeah, you, he's physical. You surround him with shooters. And now Cal's got lineup flexibility, which is what he's, which is what you want. But it's when Kentucky's at their best. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit thin. You know, Star was thin, wasn't you know, uh, didn't have a lot of beef. Isaiah Jackson was thin, so you need guys to where you you know can't be getting pushed around. Well, you went and you already checked that box with the transfer portal months ago. And now you've addressed the shooting and the ball handling and we'll see what Mintz does, see what Keon does, and here we go. Right. You know, if if those guys come back, man, you know, you could almost taste number nine. Or at least getting back to comfortable wins. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I I, because it was was just South Carolina, you know, the last home game was the last comfortable win, Right. Yeah, where you know, you got the end of the guy, end of the bench guys got in, and it was mm-hmm. comfortable. Yeah, let let's get back to that. You know, it it may be a tough ask to to swing from nine wins to final four. Although this team's going to be built for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's putting together a roster and a coaching staff that's basically saying, "Look, lesson learned." Yeah, and and and. The same way 2013, but got two more Final Fours and a 38 uh-huh. 1 squad. I think last year's team will, will get Kentucky right back to where everybody in Big Blue Nation wants them to be. That's it. That's it. Got to mention the fact that <clears throat> condolences to a, a comedy legend, Paul Mooney, passes away today at age 79. Goes way back to the days of Richard Pryor, younger people. Remember him on Chappelle's show, you know, the white people love Wayne Brady because he makes Brian Gumble look like Malcolm X. 
Yeah. Just a funny, sharp humor. He passed away today at age 79, so uh, condolences to his family, but uh, a true legend in comedy, man. Yeah, you know, he wrote for a bunch of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he wrote for TV shows. He wrote for Sanford's. Um, he was, he was. There you go. Uh-oh. Coming in and out again. Just a little bit, just a little bit. But yeah, he was just had a could not mention Paul Mooney though for sure. But yeah, like you you were touching on everything he had done, all his accomplishments. Oh, definitely gonna be missed and a whole different perspective just the way he saw things and then was able to bluntly articulate was yeah and, and you know I think if he'd have been a little bit more willing to play the game right he might would have had some more mainstream success you know I, I think when we Chappelle show he gave <laughs> a lot of folks that we might not have known about with you know, that we might not have, uh, we might not have heard about. No, you know. So, shouts to shout out to to Chappelle for that. Uh, you know, a titan of comedy. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, I mentioned, I think, at, at the beginning, we were or I texted the other day was trying to get Muhammad. Ahmad on, and of course, covering games. Met him when he was uh, at UK as a student, writing and and doing journalistic work for the Kentucky Colonel. He is out in Missoula, Montana now, a sports anchor out there. The schedule didn't allow him to come on with us this evening, but we'll get him on down the road. Since you went to Boise and all that way, um, my geography should be better. But did you? get up on Montana? Did you go through Montana or would you right next to Montana? What what happened with that? Uh, no, because we came up from the south, uh, basically Kentucky to Missouri to uh, Nebraska, then into Wyoming, and then into Utah. So we did not get Montana. Okay, okay. So he is up there. So we'll get him on here one of these evenings and talk about his time at Kentucky, talk about his TV work out there in Montana and what that transition has been like. So, yeah, I hate it didn't work out this Wednesday, but we'll get him on on an upcoming episode of, of our show for sure. Um, I I can't wish your Lakers the best because, you, you know, I – uh, you're not even, you know, it's 10 o'clock, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to it in this playing scenario. Uh, I'm hoping Steph does hit nine threes. You know me. I'm petty as well, but, but it's going to be fun to see what happens. Well, it, 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 it's back to, you know, you and I talked about in the in the bubble, there were nine o'clock starts, right, on the yeah. East Coast. 
<laughs> so now, you know, being a, a Lakers fan on the East Coast, you know, games ending at 12 o'clock, you know, I ain't got that bounce back. I got to play in my day a little bit, a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but, I, but I, you know, I, I, I'm confident that they'll win and, and be that seventh seed and be able to, uh, to move, move on uh, and, and face uh, but I don't know who's going to come out of the East. Uh, a lot of those teams, they got to show me something. Mm-hmm. A lot of those teams have question marks. Uh, but, you know, with the Lakers, like I said, even though they didn't play together a whole lot toward the end, they didn't. Yeah. You know, and, nice. and, and, and again, like I said, quoting Rudy T, it's the heart of a champion. Like That's right. We know what a healthy LeBron and AD can do. We don't know about the Clippers. You know, the, the, the Utah Jazz are unproven, right? Everybody else has these question marks. So We don't know about Tyron Lue in the playoffs without LeBron James on his team. Yeah. 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 You know, that's the, yeah. <laughs> about to find out for sure. I don't, I don't know if they get by Dallas, to be honest. You know. And it's that's four or five anyway, it's a toss up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Think so too. It'll be you know, it's gonna be a war. Which complicates things. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man TV safe travels. Appreciate you still doing it in route as you're making the way. Uh, come in hot with the Kwame Brown. Hit the Kentucky recruiting. Hit all the playoffs. Had to get our thoughts on the you know Kentucky football schedule. You know a lot of people, a, f- eh, a few people picking Kentucky second in the East. A lot of people thinking Kentucky Missouri week two is very pivotal. Uh, so we have to see where we get them our projections and all that for the upcoming football season. But, man, I hope you make it back safe and sound and, you know, to a Lakers win for your sake. You'll see your purple and gold moving on and hope you have a good rest of the evening. Hope the, the, the travel and the weather is good. Those birds sounded real peaceful when you stopped off. Sound like you was in a, like, like at Augusta National when you pulled over and hope it's smooth sailing the rest of the way. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Nothing. Thank you. Y'all check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Cats Talk Wednesday for TV. This is VH. We'll see y'all next time.